0: Hi, Hershey. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to do this with us. But you know, I, I This is Hershey, like so a wife and a mom of two beautiful kids and a very close family friend of ours. And since meeting the David family from our episodes on growing up CODA or children of deaf adults, hearing their story made me think about Hershey. And here's why.
1: I am currently deaf. That's how I identify. Um, But I was not born deaf. I was born with perfect hearing. I've been a choir member since I was eight years old. It wasn't until my mid to late 20s where I noticed a change in the way I heard and understood sounds.
0: We've heard from so many of you since our Growing Up CODA episodes. Thank you so much for your comments and feedback. We heard a lot from moms and how it resonated with you. Well, today on this bonus episode, we're talking about raising CODA. We'll introduce you to Hershey, who's in the same shoes as Brother Ronnie and Brother Rawell's mom, Raquel. We'll hear about the challenges of being a mother with hearing loss. We'll get an inside look at the deep struggles of what it's like to raise kids as a deaf mom today and how meeting the David family and our ASL interpreter, Rose Guillermo, has completely changed her perspective on her new normal, which is a completely silent world, and sometimes a lonely world. People would
1: call me from across the street, so they would go up to me later on, hey, I was trying to call you, you didn't hear me. I was like, you were? No, I didn't hear you at all. Mm -hmm. During that time,
0: people just thought I was always
1: daydreaming. From INC Media
0: Audio, you're listening to Making Changes, a podcast about changes we go through and the life lessons we learn along the way, but always with God by our side. I'm your host, Aliyah Garcia-Pablo. Today's episode is Hershey's story. She grew up hearing, but with no medical explanation. She began to slowly lose her hearing until finally, a few years ago, everything went completely silent
1: what I was telling God in my prayer list, how will I get through this situation if I can hear your words of advice during the worship service. She's still able to
0: speak, but she can't hear herself speak. Just a note, though, today we're talking to Hershey through Rose, our ASL interpreter. And in case you have a hard time understanding Hershey as a podcast, feel free to watch the video version on the INC Media app, complete with subtitles and sign language. Oh, and in case you haven't seen Growing Up Coda Parts 1 and 2 yet, there may be some spoiler alerts towards the end of this podcast. Heads up. So come eat Hershey.
1: Um, Eventually I started feeling like something was wrong but I
0: didn't relate it to hearing loss. I thought it was my brain. Then one morning she woke up and she felt like she was wearing permanent earplugs. When she would talk she could barely hear the sound of her voice. Then a specialist confirmed it. Her hearing loss was only getting worse until finally she could no longer hear her husband Clint's voice or children's voices, but there was one thing that truly frightened her.
1: Um, I think one of the most painful things to accept about my hearing loss that was that at that time I was um, not being able to hear the hymns in the worship service
0: and not being able to understand the minister while he's preaching. For a while, Hershey thought that maybe sitting in the front row would help her read the minister's lips in the worship services.
1: I tried my best. I was looking at the choir, I was looking at the minister, and you know, I closed my eyes and I really felt like I was in almost, I was in an almost empty room just because I could barely make anything out. So I remember sitting there and I was crying in my seat. And I took advantage of that hour of sitting there in silence to pray. And I really remember this so clearly. I was crying because I really wanted to be a part of the worship service, but not being able to hear anymore, I just felt so separated, you know. But in my prayer, I was telling God, um, "If I never hear my family again, I'm okay with it. It's okay. I'll accept that. But how am I supposed to live if I can't if I can't hear the words like?" You know, when we attend the worship service, that's where we get our source of strength and inspiration. So what I was telling God in my prayer was, how will I get through this situation if I can hear your words of advice during the worship service? Because it, it's what makes me strong. So I finally said in my prayer, if this is your will, uh, please give me peace of mind about it. Because right now I'm just not peaceful. I don't know what to do. But I continued to worship with my family, knowing that my faith always brought me to worship. And I know that God knew what was going on. And I just had to trust that whatever was happening, there was a part of a bigger picture that I didn't know at that time. And I just had to trust that.
0: And just like Ramon and Raquel David, Hershey worshipped relying solely on the Holy Spirit. And just like how the 95th anniversary was pivotal for the David couple, for Hershey, it was the video stream worship services with our executive minister, Brother Eduardo Manalo, that gave her so much hope and lifted up her spirits.
1: And when the closed captioning came up, you know, the words, the subtitles, I was so happy because that was the first time ever in a long time that I would be able to completely understand by reading the caption. And uh, what caught me by surprise was in the corner of the TV. Mm-hmm. I saw a sign language interpreter, a brother interpreting, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, the church administration, they are providing interpreters for the deaf, you know, we, whoever's watching and whoever's up can benefit from this lesson from our executive minister. So I thought to myself, it was like an aha moment, maybe if I learn sign language, in the future I can request for an interpreter in the worship service. Mm. So after that moment, after that service, I started, I looked up the ABCs on YouTube (laughs) I started learning slowly, you know, and moving forward after that, my local started learning with me. A lot lot of brethren started learning sign language with me to help me, um, to show their love and support for me. And since then, CSD was established in my district, and now I'm getting sign language interpretation every worship
0: service. Wanting to learn ASL opened up a whole new world for Hershey, especially since it was becoming more and more difficult for her to communicate with her family and to just be a mom. And the everyday things of just knowing her children's everyday needs became a struggle.
1: I remember um, when I first started learning sign language, it was about maybe, it was five years ago. And my daughter was only five. She was crying because she was trying to tell me something. Mm. And I remember I just couldn't hear her. And she just started crying. Mm. And finally, I was able to comprehend that she was trying to tell me that she wanted to buy pencils at school. (laughs) And during this time, we were already learning sign language together. So um, that was also a moment of truth for her because she realized she needs to... She needs to sign. She needs to learn with me because that's the only way to communicate with me at that point. The biggest challenge as a mom, not being able to hear them, uh, especially when they're sick, for example. Like my son was sick and he wakes up in the middle of the night crying and my husband has to, has to wake me up because he doesn't want dad, he wants mom and I can never hear them crying. You know, or if they need my help, they're in another room, someone has to get me, you know. I, you know, I still identify myself as hearing person sometimes, and over the years I have to learn that I had to change that. Because I am not a hearing person anymore. I cannot hear ambulances, I cannot hear the fire trucks, and I remember there was this one time, um, I was driving and I remember, My, I looked in my rearview mirror, and my daughter said, Mom, look outside! And I'm like, There was this fire truck right next to me, and he was getting so angry with me because I I did not get out of the way. I was the only
0: person in the lane. And with her son, Colin, who's on the autism spectrum and is nonverbal, learning and knowing ASL has been a game-changer for her.
1: But I remember this one instance where we were in the kitchen and he was trying to tell me something. And I said, Colin, uh, I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. You know, I was trying to explain him. Put his foot down. He went in front of me and he said, I was like, oh, you want a cookie? Oh, I'll get you a cookie. And he said, yes, I want a cookie. You know, he can sign basic
0: things like that. Wow. So even with me
1: and him, it's really uh, our relationship is really challenging, but also a learning experience for both of us. Mm. Until he realizes that I can't hear him. Um, but yeah, those are the challenges I face as a mom.
0: Yeah. It well, first off, I I, I want to I want to raise my hat off to you because that is what you deal with on a daily basis, um, we can only imagine, um, how tough it must be, but yet looking at you, um, you know, you've all, I've known you for many years and you've always had such a positive outlook, you know, on life and always with a beautiful smile. So you're a mom with a son. How did the growing up CODA, um, episodes when you watched it, what went through your mind and how did you feel?
1: Well, first of all, I, uh, five years ago when I started my my deaf journey in learning sign language, I, I I remember texting you. Do you know anyone in the church who's going through what I'm going through, like the deaf community in the church? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you told me, yes, I do. Sister Rose from New York, she mm-hmm. was raised by deaf parents. So I remember texting her. And uh, I remember telling her that I, I'm losing my hearing and I need to learn sign language. And she started telling me that, oh, you know, I work for the deaf, I work with deaf and blind. I'm like, You work with deaf and blind? What? You know, and already in my heart I am telling happening <laughs> is that you know, there's me going through a challenge, but there's other people in this world who are going through bigger challenges than me. And she was telling me stories about it. And then she went on to tell me about, there's a, a deaf couple in Georgia who mm-hmm. are Dickens and Dickena. And they are very active. They don't have an interpreter for many years now, but they're so active. They continue on in their faith. And right now their sons are in the ministry. <laughs> really? You know, I have so many questions as well because, you know, how do you navigate As a deaf person, a deaf couple are raising two hearing signs and then they're now ministers. You know, me, for me, I have two little kids that I'm still learning as a parent, not just as a parent, but as a deaf parent. So knowing this story that there's another family out there who has been through it longer than I have,
0: it really inspired me. And that's how she met the David family. God began to give her people to help her on this new journey, a new chapter in her life. It gave her hope and guidance and how to raise her kids as a deaf mom.
1: And I remember whenever people asked me, how, how did you get through your hearing loss? And I would always mention that God just sends me people yeah. To help me to overcome and the David family was one of the families that really made me see that you do not need to hear to be able to feel God. Mm -hmm. And I remember finally meeting uh, their mom, I was able to get her, her number and video chatted. And she's such an awesome, down-to-earth individual. And I told her that I just left my hearing. I'm still learning. And she would teach me signs mm-hmm. or she would be so patient with me. And we would chat through the years. They also told me stories about how their mom would paint that big picture about how God's eyes are big. You know, oh, they told you I, that I story. They told you that God story. God can't see And, you know, having two little kids, I always wondered, how am I supposed to teach my children? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still learning. Well, when you use sign language and you paint that kind of picture with your hands, it's very impactful. Because you use your hands, you use your space to show your child. You use your facial expressions. You don't use your voice, but they see you. Paint this big picture about how God can see everything. You know, I, uh, and that's exactly how I've been trying to teach my daughter too. So, their parents set an example for me through the years just by knowing those stories. So, you know, when I watched the Coda video, you know, I only got bits and pieces from the David Brothers five years ago, bits and pieces. But when I saw I the, both episodes she of the Coda series, of what it was um, like for their mom. I was just that amazed then, you know, because website. I did not know the full oh, story honestly, and not only did I have like to yeah. overcome so just much uh, as, deaf, as a deaf couple raising to hearing sound but they had to struggle, the struggle living in America, um, mm-hmm. living in a hearing world yeah. and not being able to have everyone to talk to, not being able to communicate and knowing that, um, the mamas the mama that was able to navigate through this and they made it look so effortless yes you know they did not use the disability as an excuse to not be able to do anything. they did everything they possibly could in every aspect of their life um, you know financially uh, teaching the children um, just everything
0: working hard. Which part in the both episodes do you think hit you the hardest?
1: There are many parts. I one of the one of the um, things that the David brothers mentioned was just feeling crying during the worship service and feeling the Holy Spirit. And the kids were wondering, how, "Why are they crying?" Yeah, you know. And you know, sometimes I don't hear. Sometimes I don't have an interpreter. Uh, when I go to church right but it's what you feel in your heart it's not just about the interpreter but it's about the Holy Spirit you feel in your heart and I really, that was very relatable to me very relatable to, relatable to me and also um, I think it was when they were explaining how the parents sold their house just to provide yeah. for them in the ministry and they just had no idea like you guys sold a house what you know
0: I can't even imagine the hardship they were going through. It was so touching. And just like how Brother Ronnie and Brother Roel were there for their parents, Hershey's daughter Caitlin has been her liaison to the world.
1: And you know, I, was, I always tell stories when people ask me about my daughter because she, when we're out, she is my interpreter. And <laughs> she lo- right now she loves it. I'm not sure how she will do in the future, but right now she loves <laughs> interpreting for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there are times when I'm by myself and, uh, you know, especially during the pandemic, I have to wear a mask and yeah. I can't see if people are talking to me. I just can't. So what I do is um, I, I ordered a pin that says I'm deaf and I have it attached to my bag or I have it somewhere where if I see them, if I see that person I'm talking to, I point to it.
0: And I want to know how much of a help has um, Sister Rose been to to you in your life? Because she's the first uh, person in the church that you met as far as in the Deaf community in the church. I know you share a special Uh, bond. well,
1: uh, Sister Rose is so very, very special to me because I will tell you right now, she is my first sign language teacher. Yeah. So yeah. I remembered contacting Sister Rose, Sister Rose to because I have no idea, I don't know if I can understand. <laughs> so she's, you know, knowing Sister Rose, she just calm down first of all. <laughs> you know, you'll get through it. Just you know, it's gonna take time. So uh, she was teaching me one by one each individual word, and by the end of that session, I realized that she was teaching me psychology. <gasps> oh, I know that I Yeah, you know, and from from the very moment I met her, when I first messaged her, she's always just been so helpful and she introduced me to her parents. Hi,
0: Sister Rose. Name. Here's a home video that Rose sent to Hershey to introduce her parents. Sister Norma. Dad? What are you talking about? Brother Cecilio. I always gave it. But Acuna. Okay, in the chat. To we'll the go chat. to worship now, now. Worship. Talk later. Bye. Um, But I, I have a question, and I don't know, Carlos, if this is a technical question, but is it common for people like Hershey, they can lose their hearing, but they can still speak? Or for for some, when they lose their hearing, they also lose their their speech. So this question is for me? Yes, it's for you. (laughs) Since you're the expert. Uh, (laughs) uh, My father is born deaf. He can never voice. Hmm. He never knew anything about voicing. He can call me Os instead of Rose.
1: Cannot Uh pronounce it.
0: I have to touch his neck. Uh, Let his hand touch my neck rose, right. I would I'll try to so he can uh, feel the vibration sound, but yeah. he would not be able to do it. So because he was born deaf, but my mom, mm-hmm. he can count in Tagalog, mm-hmm. he can she can do that. Uh, so it really depends. But with Sister Hershey, she uh, lost her hearing at the later time. Mm-hmm. And she's already an adult. So she has the ability to voice, and that's why, you know, she can keep that. Mm -hmm. actually an advantage for her to use her voice still. Even though she has the hearing loss. That's true. Um, Hershey, when you speak, you said you no longer can hear your voice. Do you then just feel the vibration in your neck? Do you feel that?
1: That's a good question. I can't hear my voice at all. And... um, And, you know, sometimes um, people tell me I'm too loud or too soft, but I have no idea. So sometimes now as a deaf person, I understand why other deaf people just want to turn off their voice. Mm. Because it's just just easier for me to turn off my voice and sign. But the challenge is um, I have to use my voice to people because it'll make communication easier. Even though I want to turn it off for my own comfort, I can not turn it off. You know, and... um,
0: yeah, I, I can't you, hear my voice do you, anymore. Do you feel something here? Do you feel even though you can't hear, but do no. you feel a vibration? no?
1: Um, uh, vib- I can feel the vibration if I touch my throat mm. and this is, this is the same with my son. With, I mean with my son and when we're attending the worship service since he has autism he tends to he tends to blurt things out right? right. So I have to keep my hand near his near his neck. Because I can hear him, I don't know he's talking, because I feel the vibration. Uh, and yeah. so that's a challenge too for me with my son.
0: We're so glad that Hershey is still willing to use her voice to communicate and connect with others to create awareness about Deaf culture. As a side note, I was surprised to know that after all these years, Hershey and Rose have yet to meet in person, but it's obvious that they share a very special bond. What do you think? You know, our the name of our show is Making Changes. What do you think was the biggest change in perspective that you had that allowed you to now accept your reality and what God has handed to you?
1: My biggest change? I think the biggest change in me would be just knowing that the unknown, even though it's scary, uh, trusting God and just um putting Him first no matter what, I think that was the biggest change in me because, you know, when you're going through something scary, it's so hard. It's so hard to trust. It's so hard to uh, move forward from those situations. But when you really pray hard and... You ask God for guidance and he shows you things that you have never seen before. He shows you miracles in your life that has never happened to you before. It really shifts your perspective with just not trusting what you know. Not um, looking at the scary things that's in front of you, but just looking ahead at this is good for you and you'll find out later. Why? But if you ask God to take away that fear, He'll take it away. And He did. And that's all fear is. It's something that you want to keep because you don't know what else to do. But when God takes it away, even though your situation is exactly the same, you're happy. And that is something that I've always carried with me and realized through my own experience, that God is the one who gives you peace of mind if you ask.
0: You have all these extended family members now in your life.
1: Yes, and I remember it started with you, Sister Aliu, because you were the one who connected me to Sister Rose, who connected me to the David, who connected me to just everything, you know? And if, if it wasn't for my locale uh, at that time in Irvine, if, if they did not jump at the chance of learning sign language with me, they helped me to immerse, even though we're all beginners. Mm-hmm. They helped me to immerse, they sat with me in the sign language section, and little by little, you know, I was picking up church signs, I was able to understand 70% of the lessons, then it became 80, and right now it's up to 99% now. I can understand basic, and you know, my motivation for learning sign language was to just um, specifically to understand the
0: worship service. What is the difference between that Hershey that was first given that diagnosis to who you are today?
1: I would say back then, I was just scared. I was constantly scared. I was constantly hiding. I remember telling my husband at one point, Clint, you know what? I can kind of hear your voice now, but one day there might be a time where I will not hear your voice anymore. And I told him that was one of my biggest fears. And it happened. But by the time it happened, and I couldn't hear his voice anymore. Um, sign language started to be more frequent in my life. CSD started in my locale. And God just do so many things, so many people to just take away that fear. To con- People just constantly give me guidance what became one of the scariest moments of my life, became my biggest blessing. You know, you would think that, oh, you know, people would look at me and say, oh, I'm so sorry you lost your hearing. Maybe at that time when I first lost it, I would probably, okay, yeah, me too. But now I can't even regret that I lost my hearing. I'm just so thankful that I did because I met so many wonderful people, so many inspiring people. And at the same time, you have that, I have that happiness too in my heart that, you know, when people tell me that I've helped them in some way overcome theirs, and that is something that I'm also thankful for if my, if my challenge became someone's um, strength, just as the David family was my strength, Mm. then everything that I had to overcome was worth
0: it. Everything I had to overcome was worth it, she said. You know, I'm just in awe of Hershey's strength and her positive perspective, despite the challenges that she faces every day. And you know, there is a glimmer in Hershey's eyes when she speaks. I could feel like the inner peace in her, like never before. And I thought, this is what answered prayers look like. Thank you, Hershey, for sharing your story with us. And thank you to her mentors, the David family and Sister Rose, for helping guide her through all these years. It really is a small world, isn't it? Well, we hope that Hershey's story brought you peace and hope in dealing with whatever challenges you're going through today. And be sure to share this episode with a friend who could use Hershey's story to lift them up. By the way, Stay tuned for Growing Up Coda Part 3 coming soon. You don't want to miss our season finale. I'm so excited for you guys to hear Part 3. So be sure to follow us on our Instagram account at Making Changes Podcast so you'll know when Part 3 drops. Thanks for listening and may your change uplift you.